Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-host, Stacey Noel Connor. Welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. Wait, before we even dive into it, we do have some news for you guys. PCP is expanding. Mm -hmm. We are so full of um, celebrity toxicity, petty news, inside info, two episodes now. Mm -hmm. We will be, how does it work? It's two episodes, same time, same day. Nothing changes for you. Every Tuesday morning they drop, but we'll have one full-blown Bravo for all you Housewives freaks. And then a second full-blown episode with all the pop culture, celebrity news, entertainment gossip. Exactly. So we're just like more focused. We're more focused for everybody. So yeah, exactly. Get to pick your point. You get to, you could have Bravo, your Bravo Java jump, on your way to work, and you can have your pop culture fix on your way home. There you go. Surprise. Exactly. Makes it easier. You don't have to remember, oh, where did I stop this? No, no, no. Oh, my phone messed up. Or what's going on with Apple? And no, you just start a new one. It's great. It's easy. We got mm-hmm. you. And for this one, we are diving into Bravo. I'm doing jazz hands or spirit (laughs) fingers as I say that. Bravo time. (laughs) Where do we begin? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm here. We're recording it, just the two of us, because we got to record it because I got that wedding to go to tomorrow. So Mm. I'm not going to be here. So you get Nate with the pop culture. I mean, all three of us will be back together next week for both episodes, but this week it's a, it it won't always be separated though. I will say that at least uh, host wise. So I do want to make that thing clear um, for the most, but where are we going to start? Yeah. So Unless one of us goes to rehab or jail, jail. which might happen with our first topic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good old. That sweet sweet ginger angel from Southern (laughs) Charm. (laughs) Catherine Dennis, almost Ravenel. Oh, my gosh. Well, because allegedly, allegedly, she hit a deputy with her car. And he barely outside of school. Now I'm not sure if it's her kid's Mm. school or just a school. I I was trying to figure that out too. Mm -hmm. Because so yeah, it was an elementary school in her the little town she's from, Monk's Corner. And it was like seven AM. I must have been around school drop Mm -hmm. off. She hit the guy, hit the officer, and took off. It's a hit and run. Yeah. But allegedly, because all they're saying is that the car was registered to her. Right. But I I think she lives by herself. I don't know, but I don't know. They found it the way they put it, which was very carefully worded, like we kind of do when we're afraid of being sued, is that um, the, the driver did not stop. However, they were able to trace the car to the and found it. They were able to trace the car to its registered owner, Catherine Dennis, where and that's whose house they found mm-hmm. it at. Catherine Dennis. It was registered to her and it was at her house when they went to look mm-hmm. for it. So, yeah. 
I, poor Catherine Dennis. Like yeah. she's, she's one of those people who I feel bad for her. However, then she, at least on the show, she would act, she would be so mean to people at times and just act certain ways mm-hmm. that I would be like, well, now I don't feel bad for you anymore. Like it's, uh, yeah. Um, but on a different note with her still, I found out because just Googling her, I was like, oh, she has an OnlyFans. And I was like, really? I was like, yeah, she's got OnlyFans. And granted, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to pay. I can't see anything, nor do I really want to. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but she's like, can I, can I just at least read you the thing that it says, the blurb that she has? Oh, yeah. Says, hey, you, your favorite ginger here. You probably know me from Southern Charm on Bravo, but you don't know the real me, at least not yet. I've been on TV since I was 21 and just turned 31. Now that I have a place where I can be free to be all of me and take reign of my 30s, I'm super excited to be able to express myself in ways I have been able to in over the last 10 years. I feel like I'm finally discovering myself again and I'm excited to share this journey with you. Wings grow strong once the cage is gone. I mean, that was both religious and slutty. (laughs) That was like, that was like an evangelical stripper. (laughs) Wings go strong, very grow strong, very angel. Once the angelic, once the cage is gone. Oh my God. I would love to take you down to the South sometime just to like expose you to the beautiful hypocrisy that lives within, especially (laughs) the deep South when it comes to religion and sex. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing Mm -hmm. to grow up in. It's so much fun. But yeah, I mean, she's like the poet laureate of Monk's Corner, apparently. So there we go. Yeah. That's the other thing. It actually sounded uh, pretty eloquent and i'm like i don't even know if she has a high school diploma that she got i don't know i mean she might have used ai who can say um but mm. she looks like she's only had it up for a year so i mean i hope she's making money because you know it's yeah. like you gotta you got two kids granted she shares custody i don't know the custody arrangement but she shares it with i don't even know if they share anymore know. he has that's why i won't jump to conclusions that that school yeah. where she ran over the officer was um allegedly was the kids school only because i believe thomas has primary mm-hmm. custody and i don't know if he'd send his kids to a public school in her small mm-hmm. town yeah I could be wrong, but I don't, I mean, I don't know what the South Carolina public school system is like, so I'm not sure. But just in general, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's the primary decision maker and supporter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Ravenels have been to a public school in like 400 I mean, he years. is very classist. So, you know, so yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, mm-hmm. we're glad that the officer is okay. And we hope, yeah, minor injuries. Yeah, and we hope that um, it was, you know, the ghost of Thomas Ravenel's, like, you know, grandpappy who was actually driving that car, <laughs> trying to frame her. Yeah, it was a newer vehicle though, so good I for mean, her. She, it was a twenty. She always seems to have newer vehicles, but let's let's talk about a better vehicle, a more fun vehicle. Um, <laughs> And that is an aeroplane. That is a that is Cathay Pacific's first class. Because I want to talk about Povet from I don't I don't know Jessalyn Povet's last name from Roni. In fact, I don't really actually know any of the Roni cast members' last names yet because it's only been one season. 
Hers, I don't know. She, I know Jessel's is like Tonk, T A A N K, but I don't think it's her married name. Okay. Actually, I correct myself. The only one I do know is Jenna Lyons because Jenna is Jenna Lyons. You yeah. don't just say Jenna, it's Jenna Lyons. Like she's, yeah. she's Jenna Lyons. But uh, so Jessel's husband, Pavit, apparently finally took his Vietnam trip and to, to be just petty AF, he he did a beautiful TikTok. If people have not seen it, you really should see it. It's it's so petty and it's so great about him doing his basically one day trip to Vietnam to do his mileage run on Cathay Pacific first class and everything. And he basically he chowed down. He ate like enough for a week within 24 hours. He talked, it took and it actually was kind of nice. He like showed you a bunch of Bonby places and like fun, like some other stuff. And I was just like, oh, I'd go there. I'd try that stuff. Um he and I will say this, because I said this to my friend, I said, I just love, I love a gossipy house husband. I love it when house husbands get in to the stuff with, with the women. And I know a lot of other people don't, mm-hmm. they disagree with me on that, but I love it. Like, even though I dislike PK, I love it when he gets in the shit with the women. I love it. I absolutely do. It's one of the reasons I love New Jersey because I love how all the house husbands are in on this shit. Like I just mm. love that stuff. Like, because also you are married. I don't like this whole thing of like, like, look, I don't think that a husband should go after another wife, but do I think that he should back up his wife and be there for her or just at least say to maybe another you know, housewife go, yo, step off my wife. You could do that. Like you can say that, but don't like go after a wife. But I like it when they get a little petty. I like it when they get a little gossipy and are like, Hey, well, what's going on? What did she do? What did she say? Oh no, 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 no. They talk about (laughs) it behind their back. I'm all for it. Yeah. He was trolling them. I mean, he was giving them the experience, the full blown experience, like showing us on the plane, the caviar Mm -hmm. that he specified Krug champagne. And he also was like, here's where I'm going to go eat. And that's eat food on me. Nothing else, but food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he had to clear it up because they implied he was a sex tourist Mm -hmm. going to like, he's like, and at the end he said something like you can, you can hate, you can like me, you can hate me, but don't bond me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a dad joke, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like, let's go, mm-hmm. Pavit. Let's go. I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. And I think Jessel's been a, a housewife who's kind of gone up and down this season. People like her. People don't like her. It's, it, she's been a question mark. But I think towards the end, with the help of Pavit, in a sense, like she's kind of come out on top in a way that nobody really expected. I think people are kind of liking her a little bit Did you see the Rolling Stone? Yes. She got a Rolling Stone spread. Yeah, and she looks great because I also think she's a bit real because I think, now granted, neither one of us are married, neither one of us have children. But I think she did hit a note with a lot of women and a lot of couples who have gone through infertility problems or who also have had, who, who, have had a hard time getting pregnant and then finally have kids. And then once you have kids, it's, it's overwhelming. And then also her talking about having to have sex just for procreation, just to do that takes a lot out of you. And then all of these things, I have friends of mine who have gone through infertility. I've heard them say the same thing. So I think in a way there's a bit of a, a backlash against the mean girls who are questioning 
why she wasn't having sex with her husband and why he was going to do this thing because they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I would really hate it if somebody said that about my marriage after I just went through all of this to have children and we did all of these things. So I think in my opinion, that's one of the reasons that she's coming out on top because I think a lot of women do uh, do resonate with that. So that's me. I, I, I had a, the beginning, I didn't like her. I thought she was put on, mm-hmm. like, trying, yeah. you know. The first couple episodes, it was like, ugh. And then I started to identify her a little bit more and more as these, as the other people were like, you are so obnoxious. Do you hear what's coming? And she was, like, unaware of how. I was like, oh, I get mm-hmm. that. And then what did she do? Invent Tribeca? <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> it was so good. I just casually invent things every day. I think she has a drier sense of humor than people realized, too. And I think she just, she also, with some things, she was unbothered by it. And people didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And like people like Aaron and Sai, who get very upset about things very quickly and very easily, they don't understand people like Jessa Jessel and Jenna who are a little bit more chill about stuff and who take a moment and take things in and decide whether or not it's important or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think they're a little Jessel and Jenna, in my opinion, are a bit less reactionary than Aaron and Cy are in that sense. And I think that's in some ways, like, especially with Cy, she's like, she doesn't understand why somebody wouldn't act the way that she would act or want them to react. And Jessel's like, I just, this is just me. Like, you want me to, you say you want me to open up, but then when I start to, you yell at me and tell me that it's wrong. So I just can't win here. So I give up. Yeah. I, that's where I actually started to feel mm-hmm. for her too, is when the competition over tragedy I don't want to sound like Jess and be like, be like, I don't care. But no, I just mean like the way with Psy, it was a competition. It wasn't about relating the others. It was about proving here's, here's the way I look at it. And it's somehow, so I do this, they come on and they're not Luann or Vanderpump. And so they're, you know what their I mean? Their storyline is their past. Their angle yeah, and their angle is that I'm different, a little pick me ish. Like, look at me. I'm not from the Upper East Side. I, I'm not, I wasn't pampered, which is great. And that can be relatable. But then and she made it a competition mm-hmm. and was like, no, how dare you have feelings? It should, all, she was trying to steal the show. No one else was allowed to have had an experience, but except side. for Bryn. Bryn was allowed to as well. However, mm. I think I think Jessel was trying now Jessel made a little bit of a mistake, but I also could see where Jessel was trying to like, okay, well then how do I how do I connect with Sai? How do I connect with okay, well then I'll tell her about my alcoholic grandfather or uh, uncle. So maybe that will be the way that we connect. Unfortunately, that is not the way to connect, you know, with somebody who has such a tragic, unfortunate history with alcoholism and their, and their mother. But, but I think Jessel was also trying. She's just trying to figure out. She was just, you know, they they were not yeah. friends before the show. Let's be let's be honest about that. They were not friends before the show. They're feeling each other out, and I think Jessel was trying to feel Sai out more than Sai was giving Jessel a chance, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So. 
Uh, so, but yeah. going back to it, I love Pavit, uh, Pavit's pettiness, and I say keep going on season two, Pavit. Let's uh, bring it, bring it some more. Let's let's do. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you do a run to Tokyo next? Um, let's do that. <laughs> take us, yeah, with you. take us, take us with you. We'll go, we'll go for that, definitely. Um, where should we head to next? I guess across the coast, where everything is first class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Back to Beverly. I mean, they're saying things that I don't like. No, I'm joking. Um, I've it's been on social media all over. One of those tabloids too wrote this that um people think that Kyla Mauricio are faking their separation and marital tro- marital problems for a storyline on the show. And I want to ask, well, where? Besides, like the the conspiracy theory that they're doing it for a storyline, what other evidence mm-hmm. do you have? Because I think it, especially when you're talking about people who have children, like four kids, like I don't think that that somebody would do that to their children. Right, and it like I have plenty of evidence or arguments against it. First of all, like you said. They've always taken their marriage very seriously. Mm-hmm. You've seen Kyle almost throw down if a woman gets too close to him. Mm-hmm. So they're, they are a very tight family unit. Number two, if this was the case, they would have gone into the season yeah. with this. The, what you saw in the trailer, in the preview, all this stuff, they had to... The news of Mauricio and Kyle's separation broke after filming rap. Yep. Um, if this was the if this was something for a storyline, it would have happened during this the story during the season. They had to pick cameras back up. Mm-hmm. So that right there is just pokes a huge hole in the argument. And I really I always feel Kyle's had the safest place on the show. I mean, it's never been questioned where she'd go. I don't think she's that desperate. And she's one who can afford, unlike some of the housewives, to walk away to save her marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not um, trying to think of broke housewives who would do it. You know what I mean? Like, she's not like, well, I was gonna, trying to think. The only it. one that came to mind is Leanne Locking because I saw a picture of her right before this. So, but you know, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's just like her. No one's ever said is Kyle on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Kyle better pick it up, or or you know, Dorit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorit gets that a lot. Yep. And there are rumors that they're about and, to announce something. And it something. looks, exactly, there's rumors that they're about to announce. It looks like most of their storyline this season is about their marital issues, that he can't deal with her PTSD from the robbery mm. last year. So that's that would be more of a one that might be playing it up for the cameras, which I still doubt that even Dorit and PK would be playing up for the cameras, again, because of children. Can people be callous even if they have children? Absolutely. Just becoming a parent does not make you automatically a better person. But I still think that a lot of people would not put their children through a a separation or a divorce if they didn't absolutely have to. I still have that kernel of hope and belief, (laughs) you know? (laughs) You know who would do that probably? I think, okay, I was trying to think of an example. To get if they offered her an orange, Gretchen Rossi would dump Slade so fast. Yes, yes, she's one of the few. And 
Yeah, yeah. I just mean, yeah. Th- this isn't so. I don't know what Dorit. I, I don't know them. Per- like, I don't think Dorit would because she's so. Uh, she's got her peccadillas that annoy me, but she's also super family oriented. Like she's so close with her parents. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that like, and she just, besides the housewives and Kyle, she pretty much lives for her children. Oh, well, I don't think that she would stage a divorce for the show, but I keep hearing rumblings that their marriage isn't going. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's that's what I meant. No, no, no. I believe that. What I'm saying is that I don't think they would stage it for the show. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yes, I do hear rumblings or stuff. And some people, yeah, because there were like tweets up and some people were like, and the tweet too was that they're keeping it together for the, while the show airs and then after it airs, like bring it up. And they're like, and people were like, it's, it's uh, the Dubros. And I was like, absolutely not. Those two people besides money, they love each other the most, like that yeah. couple, like they I love each other and then money and then their children. As I say, I don't think Heather or Terry could find others to put up with that. No. No, 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 yeah. no. They knew that that search was over. It is beshared. Like the the two, it's <laughs> totally beshared between the two. Others were like Tamara and Eddie. We're like, and everybody was like, their season is over. That's already finished. Like we're not talking about them. It's either it's either right now, uh, Salt Lake City or Beverly Hills. And the Salt Lake City one would be yeah. Whitney and her husband. And everybody was like Whitney and her husband. Nobody could remember her husband's name, and I still can't remember his name either. <laughs> I think his name is Justin. That's it. That's right. I, I think that throws people off because it's a younger man's name. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like it doesn't match his look. Mm -hmm. Like, and so yeah, I I see him and I see a Fred, Fred. a a Bill, Wilbur. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't see a Justin. Yep. And so yeah. I would agree with that. But I mean, Kyle and Kathy. Kathy and Kyle seem to be um, mending fences. And uh, Kyle and Kathy were at Morgan Wade's concert last night. There we go. At the Greek Theater in LA. There we go. I thought that was a nice show of sisterly support. Was Kim there? I don't know. I don't mm. think so. But. Kyle was in New York though with the with the family. It was Nikki Hilton's birthday oh. this past week, and Kyle was there with all the family. So I think they are coming back together. Oh, well, that's good. You know, this has been like the this is like the original thread of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. is those sisters and their extended family yeah. arguing and coming back. And so I think the families and I don't know about Kyle and Mo, but I think the sisters, the, the family Richards, well, they're in a better. Well, let's place. put this in a, in perspective though, too, is that a Kathy supposedly never thought that Mo was good enough for Kyle. Correct. That's what we've heard. Those are the rumors. Mm-hmm. And second of all, then Kathy and Rick were very mad at Mauricio for leaving um, Hilton and Highland and starting his own agency. So if if Kyle is Kyle and Mo are over now, then that it kind of opens up that door for all things are forgiven. Not all things are forgiven, mm-hmm. but you know, come back into the family fold. It's a lot easier because you've dumped your, your husband type of thing. 
Yeah. And look, like and I like Mauricio, so I'm not the... saying like I really like mm-hmm. Mauricio. And obviously he will always still be in their lives because they have three children. So he's not gone forever or anything like that. But you know, yeah. let's just say that I think definitely it's a lot easier to be in Kathy's good graces now for Kyle. Yeah, she's the underdog right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. So she needs her big sister. Her almighty super powerful mm-hmm. sister. Yep. Who can fix everything with a text or a DM, you know. So mm-hmm. that was good. That went full circle or didn't lead anywhere. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> conclusion I don't think Kyle and Mo are faking that for the show. I don't know where the separation's going, but I don't think they're faking it. I think the rumors are point whatever those rumors are covering for someone else. Yeah. And maybe Dorit and PK, but it seems like the sisters are in a good place again, which last reunion they weren't. So between the seasons things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Their family, their family dynamic is defined by seasons. Remember that season four fight we had where you weren't (laughs) invited. (laughs) But then, yeah. Oh my gosh, man! Well, Bravo uh, seems to be getting in hotter and hotter water. Yeah. There's a new lawsuit over Real Housewives uh, Ultimate Girls Trip Part Two. Yeah, this the season, um, the trip to Dorinda's in the Berkshires, mm-hmm. and it was who was there? It was Dorinda? Brandy, Phaedra, Vicky, Tamara. Um, um, who else from Atlanta? Um, uh, Eva. Eva, that's Eva right. From Atlanta. And there's one other who I'm trying to think of. One other like blondie. Um, was it Taylor? Yeah, it was. It was Taylor because they had Brandy and Taylor had that sit down the first night that, or second. Yes. Night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It was that. It was that yeah. one that trip. So. All of them. And it also, which is key to this story, in addition to the housewives, there was a butler named Marco mm-hmm. who is suing. Now suing. Yeah. Bravo. For sexual harassment. He's suing production, mm-hmm. I believe, or Bravo. Yep. Yeah. The so it it in oh it involves so the suit involves uh it's marco who he was serving as dorinda's butler i believe he was a hired actor i don't even know if he was an actor. he was definitely an actor unlike in ultimate like the girls trip one down down into the was the caribbean with that guy who who oh my god luann was all over and that guy was married as well but that guy was definitely like a concierge for the place. Mm-hmm. Um, this Marco was was definitely like a hired actor because also like Dorinda was like, you don't know how to do your job. And I was looking, I was like, you're not, you're not a real butler here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. So he claims that the women, which kind of, I guess will flow into it. It's an extension of that reality reckoning thing. Mm-hmm. And he's claiming the women were drunk. Um, I don't, he said, Phaedra, what did Phaedra tell him to do, dance for the women? Well, so this is the thing, because, so apparently what he says is that there was one night where they, 
uh, like a, they'd hired a woman to come out and perform a strip tease for the women. And then once that stopped and the, and the, all the housewives were very drunk. The show's producers told him to quote unquote, go over and get the women dancing. And so, and then in his lawsuit, he says that paid that once uh, he claims during the dancing, Phaedra slapped him on the butt. And then Brandy Glanville ran over, pulled him over by the back of his shirt and ripped it off, exposing his bare chest. Mm. Um, and, and the Glanville yelled, earn your money, Marco, take your shirt off, do something. I remember when she ripped his shirt and going, oh, my God, um, I don't think you should do that. I do remember mm. like that was my thought. I was like, I don't I don't care if he's an actor or a real butler or how drunk you are. I don't think that you should be ripping anybody's clothes off. Does not matter. Male, female, non-binary, old, young, uh, you know, stripper, non-stripper. It does not matter. I don't think that you should be, unless somebody asks you explicitly to rip off their clothing, you should not rip off their clothing. Um, I, we're, we're, my thing about it, which is true, it was, I mean, I like to think of it as harmless, but I know, I know it's not. But what I mean is the timing is where it catches. He's filed it now in the middle. This this film two, two years ago, mm-hmm. I remember when it filmed. It filmed two years ago. It aired over a year ago. And now that Bethany and the... You, the reality reckoning, reckoning mm-hmm. is happening. He's filed a lawsuit. I am conflicted because I believe that, like, you can't, because people can be hurt and scared to file lawsuits or to come forward about something all the time. I think we, we see this with me too. We see this with Weinstein. We see this so much, especially with sexual assault victims. And so I completely understand and I don't want to diminish that in any way. And I also don't want my distrust and dislike of Bethany and how she goes about things to cloud the way that I view this lawsuit or any other lawsuits, if that makes sense. Because like, I could see him being very embarrassed and then not even like thinking, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, but then... And so I don't want to be that person who's like, who's like, believe all women, fuck men. Do you know, does that make sense? Like, I'm not like that. But I also see what you're saying, because also there seems to be a lot of like, oh, "Oh, let's let all this happen now. And Bethany's like reaching out to so many people. And we're going to, this rolls right into that, like talking about Bethany. I'll I'll be that person to say it. Even if he wasn't, but it's the timing. It was two years ago. It aired over a year ago. And now he just filed this as all the other issues are being publicized with the network. And I mean, I would good for him if he can get a payday. I'm not saying that, but I do see through this like delay and the strategy given he's sitting there and the, he was, he was, you know, right now, the big issue seems to be Bravo and drinking and housewives and where production's responsibility is. Well, his big claim to fame was on a show where he was a prime example of what's being investigated. He was 
he was the only man in this house locked in with these famously drunk women for a show. And so, I, I mean, maybe it was like I could cash in too. Uh, I mean, so maybe I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I wish it's something where like, I would like to be able to take a stronger stance either way, but I just don't know. I can't, I kind of want to sit back and like wait and watch and see, cause I don't want to diminish like maybe how he felt. And at the same time, I also kind of go, dude, dude, like you were, are you embarrassed? I understand. Did you feel humiliated? I understand. Also like you're a man and in some ways you were protected by production because if things got really scary, you definitely can run to production and say, I don't like this. And you're also saying that you called your wife and you told her about it. And then that caused marital problems for you. So is this because it caused marital problems for you? Because then those, I would say that there's some bigger issues that you have in your relationship then. Well, he could, yeah. And he could have filed it. I understand if he was vile. I'm not doubting if he felt violated necess- or that he didn't have a right to, but again, it's the timing. He said he called his wife and she was upset when it happened. Okay, and where I really get where there would be marital issues, having to watch it on TV mm-hmm. when it aired over a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now that it's the big movement to sue Bravo, to uh, accuse them of turning people into alcoholics or encouraging abusive behavior, um, I give it like he's going to, <laughs> he's probably going to end up on an episode of Bethany's podcast. Yeah. I I want to tell a little story, just a short story um, about reality television because working in it and everything, um, I, you know, I have a, would I ever tell one of my friends or family to go on reality television? Absolutely not. I would not tell them to do that. And I have a friend who she was in the running to be on a, on a reality TV dating show, a well-known one, they had reached out to her and stuff and she was going through the process and she told me about it. And I kind of kept my mouth shut for a moment because she was excited and she's a lot younger than me. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait to see how far this goes. And when it started getting a little further, I was like, okay, now I got to, now I got to sit down and have a talk with her. Because, you know, because I don't want to crush somebody's dream, especially if it never happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just don't want to be a negative Nelly right away. But once once it was getting a little further into this process and she was, like, being seriously considered for this show, I was like, okay, we need to talk about how this will change your life, how people – you won't have any privacy anymore – if you think internet trolling can be tough for you now already, being a pretty girl on here, it's going to get way tougher. And especially she is a person of color. I was like, it's going, you will see racism like you've never seen before, ever, like on here. I was like, you also, you have to think about your career now changes. When you go on reality television, a lot of times your career changes then. You now become a reality TV star, especially if you're somebody who was like, 
trying to go into the entertainment bent anyway, whether it was like scripted, you're an actor, you're a dancer, you're a model or whatever, this is going to change. Like, and I don't think that there's enough discussion around that about how being on some of these shows, not all of them, because like a game show is something completely different, but a lot of these reality shows, especially dating shows, or especially like series like this can really change your life in ways that, we only have ideas about and starting to come about. And I think it should be something that's talked about more. There's still plenty of people who are, who will be willing to do it once they know all of the risks. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's tons of people though, that people, I think a lot of networks and producers are scared that if people know what could happen to them, they won't want to do it. And absolutely. And there's certain people who won't, but I think there's plenty of people who don't give a shit. They want to be famous and they want to be on television, no matter fucking what, let those people go on then. Well, that's where my issue is with this reality reckoning Uh is that housewives has been on 16 years um, it's part of mainstream pop culture. These very few, look, Vicky's gone. These aren't these women in 2006 signing up for a cute show anymore. They know exactly what they're getting into. Also, it's a show kind of about privilege. Mm-hmm. These aren't women who are exploited and need a buck and maybe they're naive or undergrad. These are women who are generally successful and worldly. They know what they're doing. And um, so that's where at this point, if you sign, you can't pretend you didn't know what housewives was. I know like I have a feeling Jenna Lyons will say, Oh, I never like Carol Radswell. I never watched it. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing, too, which maybe should be another topic, is where they talk about the encouraging the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that, because I've been through it with some stuff, if Bravo and producers, they do know you're an acknowledged alcoholic or you have an addiction issue, they might see that you're a sloppy drunk. That's up to you. But if you say like I'm an alcoholic, they're getting therapy or rehab. They do keep an eye out for mm-hmm. you and try to steer events to accommodate your needs. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing a yeah. lot of, they get them drunk. It's free tool. It's free will by educated, wealthy women. It's not 2003. It's not the wild west yeah. of, of reality television anymore. People are more litigious and they, in these production companies and these, networks are more aware nowadays of things like that. And, and it's also interesting. I mean, I would say that I think a lot of the housewives, people who are on housewives now are 90% aware of what they're getting into. There's a 10% that they don't know. But what's also interesting with this reality reckoning is that, and I don't know if it was originally the way Bethany really wanted it to be, but it seems to be only focused on Bravo. And I was like, there's a whole, there's a whole cadre of, shows out there that are like that are problematic in so many Jersey ways sure well i mean there's a lot of shows the on original on jersey original shore. jersey shore i mean yeah you don't see jersey shore people trying to sue mtv or you know 495 productions yeah. you don't see real world people like going on there and suing we're not seeing like the only like i'm sure there's exceptions i mean i know that biggest loser people sued but that's also a lot of health issues there i'm not like that was a huge one 
a huge, big problematic one. But like these ones like Love After Lockup and like a lot of the ones on TLC and these other things, like you're not seeing that. So why is it just Bravo? Why, why is it just Bravo? And like we've talked before about how this is sometimes a way for women to make money, like especially women in their 50s to make money. So is this a little misogynistic, you know, taking down a show, shows that, that give women, where women are the stars and saying that you're yeah. not, you're not allowed to show the bad parts of us. Like, do I get tired a little bit of it just being fighting and trips and then fighting and trips? Yes. There's sometimes I'm just like, can we like do something a little deeper? I know you don't like them to be relatable, but I like them to be relatable. I, I don't. You and I, I like disagree on that. About, but, but, but one thing though, um, like you just said, which I agree. Actually, I was, it was Brandy who brought up this point once, like you said, and it was in a grateful way to Bravo and Andy. She said, what other network is out there giving women of a certain age, a platform, a career, a new lease on life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I view it. So I'm always like, you get your good season and your bad season, but mm -hmm. just kind of stay grateful mm -hmm. on some degree. Yeah. Unlike Bethany I mean who thinks it was like, well, and reality TV is not for everybody. And yeah, and like, and like, like Ramoni said, you know, Bethany, you don't support women. Bethany, you're like, are you trying to pull up the ladder so that no other woman could ever like have this again? Mm -hmm. You know, and also, I think it's just because he's like, I, I'm not an Andy apologist or anything. I just don't know enough to actually say that Andy is the problem. Do you know what I mean? Actually, I mm -hmm. know enough to know that there are so many suits at Bravo, at NBC, so many suits at Peacock, so many suits at Evolution, so many suits at Sirens, at Pop, at, you know, at all these production companies to know that it's not just one person. So it's not mm -hmm. just Andy and everybody. Andy's not the puppet master of everything. Does he have a lot of power? Absolutely. But like, so then it comes off as like, are you being misogynistic and homophobic to try to take these housewives shows down? Like, is that what it is? Like, what are we doing here? I think it's funny now that you've kind of spelled out and the focus is on Bravo, it's the wrong network to go after because I'm not saying reality TV exploits people, but Bravo housewives in particular focuses on the privileged and the very, the ones who have the most resources. I get it. If a teen mom, mm -hmm. a teen mom alum came out, yeah. Someone, you know, so or someone on 90 Day or Honey Boo Boo style. Yep. But I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll be like, okay, cosmetics exec whose husband is a brain surgeon. I'm pretty sure you weren't being duped. Right. You, this, you signed on for a show that's been on for 10 years and you wanted it. You craved it. You watched it. Yeah. You're not a 16-year-old pregnant girl from, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas, you know, yeah. that's not, that's not who you are. You, you kind of yeah. know you should, you should do your, and we've got the goddamn internet now. Hello. We've got Google. Yeah, We've got enough. So I just, it's just something I just take with a grain of salt all the time. And then we've got this Vanity Fair article that's coming out. And a lot of people are now saying it looks like Bethany got wind of it because it like LA, like a real journalist that Vanity Fair is like real journalism, like Vanity Fair is like Los Angeles time. It takes months to go through, to like interview people, to do sources and everything like that. So the rumor is, is that Bethany 
was either interviewed or got wind about this article and she might have like jumped the gun almost again to make the reality reckoning all about her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, she, you know what her reality reckoning would be then a cheater brand. (laughs) Her words. There we go. She's hopping on the investigative journalism of vanity fair. Mm -hmm. It's true though. The the article, they said it's taken at least six months of research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, or of interviewing, trying to do the timeline, but yeah, Mm -hmm. Bethany's in a, Bethany who, is possibly the biggest victim. One of the biggest victimizers now said, I will be the face of it. Um, I mean, I'm interested in the article, but I kind of just spelled out why I just, I'm not trying to protect Bravo or Andy or anything. I just think if um, rich people with a lifetime of experience want to make mistakes, it's their mistake, not, <laughs> that, that's where I lack. Um, yeah, I kind of like it. I also just like to like let people know Bethany is like a Scorpio. Like she's an ultra Scorpio. I don't know what her rising sign is, but she's got Sun, Jupiter, Mercury, and a uh, a a retrograde Venus, and I think even Neptune. Yeah. All in Scorpio. Like this woman, she goes after things. She stings like a motherfucker. She doesn't even think. She just goes and she stings. So like just she doesn't have a lot of like chill. She doesn't have a lot of wait and chill. Like just wait mm-hmm. and see. She doesn't have much of that. It's it's very like it, she also has she also has Uranus and Mars conjunct. Oh my God! No no wonder she's going to explode. She's probably going to her heart's going to. She, she, that good, I I, that woman better that. never do cocaine because her heart's going to explode. <laughs> that, that's I never thought of her that way because she's um you know she's successful and everything, but I never realized she's not super calculated. No. She runs at things and uh-huh. ends up having to backtrack half uh-huh. the time. Yeah. She's not Vanderpump or like that. It was very calculated mm-hmm. and deliberate. She sees something where she, she just like, is like, like a, a hyper puppy running at things, trying to bite at them and see what sticks. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, yeah, she's, she's the, I would say the human equivalent of like throwing spaghetti up against the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like spaghetti everywhere, spaghetti everywhere. Yeah. Something will stick. Something will work. Something will be fine. Something will make sense. But like, yeah. sometimes you just, you would hope that by this age in her fifties, that she would start to like chill a little bit or know that like, Hey, maybe, Maybe I shouldn't shoot my mouth off right now. Mm-hmm. And and maybe I should think about this a little bit. But it's I would say this, it's a lot of me, me, me. I really wish I knew her rising sign. That would make everything even better. But if it was Scorpio rising, I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're all fucked. And good thing she's not a politician. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some like her. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yep. Yeah, I think we got so, a lot of Bravo in today. So, yeah, I know this more than is we like thought. A whole week. <laughs> That's good. So, you guys, of course, you're you're always going to hear it, and we're always going to beg you to do it. Make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and share. Pretty corrupt podcast, and of course, 
I hope you enjoy this new format. Two episodes, same day, same time. Depending on which one you're listening to first. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.